Amigos amigas, another edition of the Mexican Soccer Show. It is Monday, what we call Monday Night Football. Thank you so much for joining us. And although we're only a couple minutes late, we're just going to jump right in. We have a lot and lot to talk about. First, we go into our what we're going to be doing. We're going to talk to our expert for tonight, Mr. Tom Marshall, back now from uh, traveling uh, in uh, Guadalajara now. Uh, how's it going, Tom? Are you ready? La final? Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, just had an injection in my eye, so... Uh, what? I wasn't the best. What? I, I got a little spot on the top of my eye, so I almost didn't make it tonight, but um, I pulled through. Okay. Um, yeah, so I had a doctor about an hour ago putting a bloody needle in my eye, and uh, it wasn't it wasn't nice, I can tell you, but I'm excited about the final. So, <laughs> oh, you know. my God, dude. I'm Great about to pass... To- Great way to start the show. Just get that. That's what's going down. Aside from uh, he, Tom's uh, needle in his eye, I don't know. I don't know where to go from this because, like, I hate, I hate needles. I hate needles so much. And I just had like, I just had, I just had blood work like done like what was it, like last week, and I was like freaking out, and that was just on my arm. So Tom, I don't know how oh. you were able to do with your. I, eye. I don't, I don't like needles, but I don't, I don't like people messing with your my, my eyes. You know what I mean. Yeah, kind of like I don't know. I just it's a bit like sensitive, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I got a real big problem with it, but I don't like it. And then you got a doctor there, buddy, messing around with putting a needle in your eyelid. Oh like, my god! Not good this. We should just stop this. People are gonna are gonna leave. They're not gonna listen to this. We keep talking about needles and eyes. No, yeah, I'm just saying it. You know, this is this is a lens we go to to come onto this show. You know what I mean? It's like. To inject me. I'm going in. You know what I mean? I've got the, saw my eye out. I'm, I'm going. I'm sure. And, and that's what I said to him. Tom, there's a story there. Maradona used to do that with needles in his knees. Now he can't walk. Tom, you know, getting to do show, he's putting needles in his eyes. Somewhere in there, I'm thinking, get your editors in this. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, as, as always, we start with the big question of the night. This is a question that is given to us by our producer, Amy, and we like to ask it. Uh, the reason I'm saying that today is because I wouldn't pick this question because it's about, uh, I don't know, me for winning the, uh, getting up there in the finals. It says, in our Liga Madness, who do you have winning the Liga, Medix- Liga Madness prediction bracket? Wiso or Adriana? Adriana's not on today. So, uh, guys, <laughs> let me hear your, your, uh, your predict, your, at least your answers. I mean, Adriana. if we're going along with the theme of like the top Liga Mekis teams like thriving the playoffs and making it to final then we have to go for like Adriana right if we're sticking with that thing because she was oh you were there I thought Adriana was the number one seed There, I got you to say it. Right. No, no. If, if Weasel's the number one seat, then I'm going with Weasel. I beat, that, I beat, her, I beat her at the end, like the last. Uh, I think I got seven okay. out of the eight, so yeah. I beat on the on the first. All right, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Weasel then, because of the. Oh, well, I was out of a still gotten the the. Uh, <laughs> I would have still gotten the. All right, cool. So you guys actually got time to see. What does everybody else say? I'm looking at the responses right now. Uh, we got. I think we got yeah there's not weasel soccer never sleeps says not weasel so everyone's pulling for adriana um i'll go ahead and pull for adriana too you know screw it <laughs> it's not how it's supposed not, to work not gonna, it's not how it's supposed to work um messi didn't vote for himself for the ballon de oro so you know i'm not gonna vote for myself <laughs> and jinx myself <laughs> uh we got a lot and lot, lots to talk about today uh two finales that are coming down on the wire starting tomorrow our uh, first one with the uh, women's league uh the second variant we'll be talking about that and also the big big final uh to one fan base which is they're gonna be looking at Cruz Azul versus america um that is coming up this weekend very very exciting all everybody's kind of getting ready for that that df el df uh, it's going to be amazing to be, especially when it comes to soccer. Um, so uh, we're going to jump right into that. And then uh, after that, like I said, we'll talk a little bit about the women's final, just uh, an update on the history of it. And a little Mexicans abroad update if we have some time. It all depends on on the show. But uh, we do have lots and lots to talk about. So uh, we're just going to go ahead and get started. Bef- I mean... I think everybody wanted this final. Is there? Any, were you guys kind of like no? It, it, and when we talk about Mexican soccer, when we talk about who deserves to be there, from the very beginning, it, Cruz Azul doing well during the season. All of a sudden, now you know has finally made it to that to that final, and uh, America's also there. Is this before we kind of keep going on? Is this the final you guys wanted? 
I mean, oh, I mean, I think ideally it would be just attention wise, it'd be a, a Chivas America thing. But I think that after that, I mean, you think back at the most exciting final in recent years, you think about what happened in 2013, you think about. I mean, just the way that everyone really makes fun of Cruz and how they're the butt of like they were the butt of every joke for quite some time, and how they really made a push for investment. And I, I think, considering all that, yeah, this is. I think for me, this would be a strong, strong, strong number two. So yeah. I think that I mean, say classic. Yeah. Everybody wants a classic one, as what you said. But I mean, kind of going into the league, yeah, knowing Chivas is where Chivas is at. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, knowing that, yeah, I think this this was the the was this was the final that I at least wanted, at least for attention, at least for ex- excitement, because I'm genuinely like pretty thrilled about this final series i can't really say the same for some of the uh i don't know so the playoff battles in the quarterfinals same finals got a little bit better but i i think i'm i'm finally like in hyped ligia mode uh yeah. looking at this final series tom to you this is a dream final for right now for liga Mekis, not only on the commercial side but also as a fan and maybe even as an analyst as you are yeah i mean you can't i don't think you can lose with this final so many elements to it mm-hmm. um you know, the Mexico City derby, you've got the, what's, you know, Cesar was saying the 2013 final, you know, Cruz Azul 21 years without a title, um, you know, Caixinho against Miguel Herrera, Ooh. you know, there's so many, so many elements, both big spending teams, um, both playing in the Estadio Azteca, it's going to be full both legs. Um, so yeah, I think it's ideal. I mean, I also think that for Mexican football in general, for, for Liga MX, it's, it's quite a big final. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, you know, we saw MLS Cup with Atlanta and what they did. I think I think it made an impact, to be honest. We saw the Copa Libertadores, South America, and they messed it up. <laughs> they completely messed it up. You know, and, and I think now the Mexican game, this is the showcase now. You know, we've seen Argentina, we've seen MLS, and now, you know, America against Cruz Azul, both playing in the Azteca. This is a showcase for the Mexican game, and I, I really hope they put on, you know, a good spectacle. Uh, and I think they will as well. I think... You know, this is, this is the advantage of the playoffs. We saw it in the semifinals. I mean, there was some real excitement over over those two, you know, series. Yeah. And what's pretty cool too is some of those players from 2013 are still are still around, still playing, uh, and still going to be taking part yeah. in the series. Like, Paul Aguilar, yeah, Paul Aguilar, Corona, Atecata, and then I looked up earlier. I think, yeah. uh, and then Aldrete too. Uh, so yeah. it's kind of crazy that that there's still that connection, even though it's five years. But of course, when everyone talks about this final, when they think about People who uh, uh, had a role in that one, they they also think about Piojo and just his like yeah. crazy yeah. celebrations. Yeah, yeah, that. That's the rainy. I mean, everyone's looking at that. It's kind of funny. All right, before we talk about the final, before we go into because we're going to talk a lot about it, let me just let's 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 kind of go back. I wanted to get that excitement already that we were all there and talk about what happened over the week. You know what happened to Rayados and Pumas. Uh, and let's talk about the Rayados. Um, yeah, Rayela's team that we knew is never really exciting. It did what it needed to do. It's surprising there in the first leg of the of the Liguilla and the first part of it. But now coming up, no one really had them kind of going through, especially with Cruz Azul's head. But uh, um, at least saying for the season of Rayela's that they had, were you content, even though they made it to a semifinal, which is, I think, any – I mean, you give me Leon, I'll be like, give me the semifinal, I'll sign it for next <laughs> the next season. But specifically, yeah. what Rayos did, it kind of feels a little underwhelming for what they thought we had, especially with a player like Pizarro going in. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a difficult one. I mean, on paper, you can say Monterrey, with the amount of money they spent, they need to be reaching more than semifinals. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can argue a difficult season. I mean – all the way through, there's been there's been so many injuries. It's been it's been ridiculous. I mean, Pizarro, even when he's been playing, a lot of the time he's been playing with with an injury. Gallardo as well, Cup, and and then you had to kind of Diego Alonso coming in, and really, you know, initially really got this, making a bit more possession based, and then basically coming to the realization that you know with these players, with these you know Avila Zurtado. Funes Mori, Pavon, you know, players that Funes Mori plays with his back to goal a lot. Pavon and Hurtado like to play off him. And and I don't know, came to the realization that that's not the way. And they, I don't know, few times I've seen such a direct performance from, from a Liga MX team as that Monterrey team, uh, especially in the second leg against Cruz Azul. I mean, it, it was, I wouldn't say it's long ball, but it wasn't. It was, Pretty sure that's not how. Um, I just think he was being very pragmatic, 
trying to get the result, and you know they weren't far off getting it. So yeah. um, I'd say it's it's just really difficult to to kind of to say Rayola's season has been good or bad. I just think we're going to see next season. We're going to see in the transfer market what Alonso does, and I'm pretty sure we're going to see a gradual. Um, I think this team's going to change quite a lot over the next kind of twelve months. Yeah, and after, after the regular season that they had where they finished in fifth, I feel like this was kind of a deserved finish for them in the playoffs. And they were very close. I mean, I think that's something we do have to keep in mind. They were extremely, extremely close to making it to the final. Uh, I didn't predict them. After seeing what they did in the regular season, I didn't predict them as a side that was going to qualify for the final. So I think uh, I think it's a semifinal finish probably isn't that surprising. And uh, I guess probably how you depend uh, or how you feel on that semifinal series likely depends on whether you support either team or if you support uh the the current tiebreaker that they use in Liga Mekis. I mean I think I think yeah. it's uh I I think it's fair. I think you gotta have to reward those sides that yeah. finished as a higher seed, but I'm sure that there are probably some some bitter Rialdos fans out there not knowing right. that they 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 had a one to one aggregate series against them. I think every team has gone through that some some part. It's not like there's always, you know, it's it, it, it's what happens. There's got to be a reward. I've been on, on the losing end on that, but then I've been on the winning side of that. So I think it is what it is. What I kind of don't like is that, you know, as soon as Cruz Azul scored that 1-0, it didn't matter if it was 2-0. You know, it's, it's, it's you know that when a team does that, you know that, that you know, there's got to be more. Um, and and they have to capitalize it. So I guess it's either war on the on either if it's good or bad. Um Specifically Cruz Azul, you know, after that historic, they're back in the final. Um, going back now and looking at that game, it, did, did Cruz Azul impress you or did they just do what they needed to do? No, I think one thing I think one thing that needs to be said really quickly about them is that they do need to improve. I think while Medica is, I mean, yeah, they're allowing a lot of goals too, but I mean, they're just that momentum from that 6-1 uh, win that they had. It's just such a drastic difference from a Cruz Azul side who has a noteworthy attack, but what they only have two goals in her last three games. Yeah, maybe a lot of that is due to the to the way that Monterrey played, that Alonso played in that semifinal mm-hmm. series. But I, I just think when you look at the momentum, you look at the attacking momentum, you gotta you gotta back America a little bit more. Uh Cruzes will still have the talent to, uh, to really bounce back and to find the back of the net. But I think if you're a Cruz Azul fan, you probably aren't that thrilled. Maybe you're, you're obviously thrilled about making it to the final, but you still see room for progress in the attack, especially in the last yeah, two to three matches for them. I don't, yeah, I mean, I agree, but I also think that we have to give Monterrey credit. Uh, well, I think two things. First, especially in that first leg in Monterrey, that was by far the best performance that Rayales had given this, that season. Yeah. And to be honest, it could have been more than 1-0. I mean, yeah. they just played really well. And they kind of started to make sense. You look at the players like Pizarro, he just ran the game. And you were kind of like, wow, Monterrey is... <laughs> you know, you kind of forget the, the quality of players that they've got. Um, but the other thing, I think stylistically as well, I think Monterrey, because because they were also not really wanting a lot of possession, mm-hmm. they were kind of you know happier, kind of not with the ball. And I think that that, that affected Cruz Azul because Cruz Azul is also that type of team. Um, I think one of the least, well, the teams with least possession per game in in the regular season. And and I think they like that. They like to hit on the tr- transitions. They've got players to do that. And I think they struggle when they've got the ball. And we think we saw that against Monterrey. We saw them, you know, having a dominated possession, but not really creating much and, and really struggling to get past Monterrey. So, I don't know. I, I think I think that was partly a, a clash of styles, um, and and I think America is going to be a lot a lot more open, and I think that's kind of that that's going to suit Cruz Azul quite a bit more. Uh, but yeah, I can't I can't disagree with Cesar when he says, um, you know. <laughs> About the about the America winning six one. I mean, America now just just for me out of nowhere. Maybe I've just been hiding in the shell or whatever. But you know, they're unbeaten in fifteen games now. They've lost one of the last twenty league or MX games. Yep. I mean, that's, that's remarkable. Uh, this is a team absolutely in form now. Um, and I know we're gonna we'll talk about America, but we gotta give Miguel Herrera credit as well. I mean, yep. you know, I've, I've not been his biggest fan to be honest, but. You know, you said so. You, you saw him a lot in Tijuana, and he changed his formation. Right, he's doing it again now, and it, and it's kind of working. And yeah. I thought that the changes he made before that second leg against Pumas. I mean, all right, Saldiva, the goalkeeper, gave away two goals in the first half, but you got to give credit to Herrera because he introduced an extra midfielder in Joe Corona. I thought they controlled the game a lot better, and 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 you know, put 
Ibarra and Liners right on the on the foot on the Pumas fullbacks, picking I think one of the weaknesses in the Pumas team, and and they basically caused havoc and uh, obviously firing on all cylinders now coming into this final. Yeah, I mean, Bioko got everything right in that second. I mean, he, because we saw what, like the five man back line for the first three games of playoffs. He went to that, he went to that back four and it just, I mean, it just those changes to me. That was a big, big difference there. They got six goals there and just incredible performance for almost everyone there in that starting 11 there, whether it be, uh, Jorge Sanchez on the, on the left flank as a left back, Balaguilar as right back. And you mentioned Lainez and Ibarra, who were incredible for me too. But yeah, but it, I think, yeah, as you mentioned, you do have to give credit to Bioko and what he's done because, and also, too, because I think earlier in the playoffs, like one thing that impressed me about Medica is that, yeah, they were able to find the back of the net, but they still had issues closing out those first few games. They still had issues. They were, they were allowing some goals. And I mean, whatever worries that you had from those first three matches, the first couple against the Luka, the first, uh, the first one against uh, Bumas, yeah, you had some issues about how they closed out the games, but the way that they closed out <laughs> yesterday is just, <laughs> I mean, if you're an Medica fan, you, you probably feel really happy right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're already talking about obviously that game, America and Pumas, um, and where a lot of people are talking about is, yeah, I mean, you guys have mentioned it, Piojo, giving credit to Piojo in, in the games, and you know, I, I was one of the ones that said, uh, if we're going back to the beginning of the, of the media, was America was going to win this, and I still, not to get ahead of myself, I still think America is going to win this, um, and as much as I want Cruz Azul, <laughs> and it's going to be horrible, but um, specifically, like what happened to Pumas. You look at a rivalry, and I know that we talk about the classical. Um, I, you know, especially for players, those rivalries back in you know the seventies and eighties, where we saw the Boca River type of rivalries with America and Pumas, and those where you know one of the reasons why Mexico became uh, there, there was problems with fans and escorting and stuff like that was the rivalries in El DF between America and Pumas. Um, and to say that is that what happened to Pumas is 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 huge. It's drastic. It's like it's it's a huge rivalry between in that city, and not that saying that Patino did you know deserves the the criticism on that. But is anything really going to happen? And what needs to change, especially with Pumas? Yes, they get to the semifinals, but to lose in a semifinal at that big of a stage against one of your biggest rivals, if not the biggest, I would think Pumas' biggest rival is America. Maybe America's not the Chivas, but. It's, uh, are we going to see anything that's going to happen? I'm not so sure about firing Patino, but at least do you see that happening, Tom, um, with uh, with how big that that loss was? I mean, I don't think so, no, because, you know, he's taken them from basically a team that was right at the bottom of the league. And they basically, if you look at the net spend between then and now, um, I don't, I don't, it might even be that the club have made money on, on signings because they sold Nico Castillo um, and you know they've not brought in any massive names, um, so I think if you look at it from that point of view, Patino's done really well. But yeah, I, I do agree with you that when you get battered like that against your biggest rival, it, it just hurts. I mean, I don't know. It's difficult because at the start of the season, I didn't fancy Pumas. All the way through the season, I didn't really like Pumas, um, and and I, I'm tempted to say that this was going to happen at some point. That there's a, there's a deficit between the yeah. quality of individual players. That Club America have, and that Pumas have. And look, if you look at the goalkeeper, you've got Marchesini, Argentine international, does his thing. I mean, just a top, top goalkeeper. And then, you know, I've never been sold on Saldiva. I mean, I know he's had good game, but I'm never, I've never been convinced by him. Well, and then you look at the, the Saldiva is like, it's like the perfect embodiment of Pumas. It's just like, yeah, they've had like success every now and then, like yeah. throughout the season. And yeah, you've had like some highlight worthy moments, but ultimately, like Pumas, he's just unreliable and inconsistent. And like you said, it was yeah. very bad. Something bad was bound to happen. I, I really fought them on three goals of that. Now the other ones, at least the beginning ones, like I, I yeah. you know, in obviously it's you know that there's a defense. And and again, I, I'm with you on the fact that we didn't really expect for Pumas. I feel that's how Pumas has always been <laughs> since I remember. Like late Pumas, it's Pumas gets far somewhere and it's like, eh. <laughs> but yeah, but I, but I think that they really did. I mean, they on they self imploded like terribly. I, I, like. Oh, yeah. uh, I don't. I don't know. As someone who watched Malgora play over here in Tijuana, I don't know if he's played before as a left back for Pumas, but it looks like that was the position he was playing, and he doesn't have that good of defensive qualities. Salivar was awful at the end. You saw there like Mosso getting a red. So I mean, there's just a lot of things where just Pumas just really, really self-employed. You just really questioned some of the stuff that they, that was happening in the game for them. Like, that, yeah. 
calm down, bro. This is your fellow Mexican youngster. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you know, for him, obviously that that's where the young, right? That's how young you can be, and you get into fire, and you're frustrated. And this is what young players need to go up there. But I, w- I was kind of like, are you serious? Like, this is what you're doing. Awesome to see him also at that level too, though. Like the, the the talent that the guy has too. So, and credit to Patino on that. Yeah, but at some point Pumas are gonna. I don't know. They've got to. I, I just. I just think this. This season might be a one-off. I don't know. I don't know if they don't. If they don't invest in players, if they don't have you know young players coming through, and I mean they have got a couple like Muscle, like we said. Then um, I don't know. I don't know where the net. You know, I don't know how Pumas are going to consistently challenge. I mean, you might be able to get this odd season like this season where you know that where they can't where they do challenge. And I, I honestly think they challenge because the style of play was so. I mean, it was, again, a very, very direct team. I mean, you know, playing it up to Carlos Gonzalez, who for me, one of the players of the seasons, I think he, he should right. be in the conversation because, not necessarily because of his goals or his assists or whatever, but he was so focal to that, to everything that Pumas have done all season. I mean, you take him out of the team and they really struggle, I, I think, anyway. So, um, so yeah, but they get, at the end of the day, Pumas have got a, I don't know, I mean, it's the age-old rumour that, there's no money there. You know, there's no money at Pumas. That's that's the issue. And I think if unless they can find some, um, then I think they, they they're gonna they might struggle. I mean, I think this might not, I don't want to say a high point because they they just lost six one. You know, <laughs> I think they might struggle to regularly make you know semi-finals. Like whereas I think if you look at someone like Monterrey, who also lost, I'd be absolutely not one bit surprised if Monterrey are in the Clausura final. I mean, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me at all. It wouldn't surprise me if Cruz Azul are in there, America is, makes it, Tigres make it. You know, team that you know that are gonna they're gonna spend money, they're gonna continue to improve. Whereas with Pumas, I get the impression that you know if somebody comes in from for Carlos Gonzalez with a good bid, then they might sell him. Yeah. I mean, I think I just think that's where Pumas are as a club right now. And I think they they, they kind of got around it this season because of the style of play, and I think that. I think play, other teams couldn't deal with them because in the Mexican league, when, I don't think teams are used to such a direct style. Um, and so, yeah. But moving forward, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what they what they've got in in, uh, in the locker room. Yeah, they did really w- well away from home for whatever. Re- I mean, obviously not yesterday, but <laughs> during the regular season, they were just like killing it away from home. So. What was that? I said away from their city. Yeah, away from the city. Yeah, but for, <laughs> I think for somebody, maybe that caught teams a little off guard that they showed up these away games a little bit more direct too. But yeah, I don't know. Just once again, just a completely inconsistent, honestly, unreliable side. <laughs> the dream final that we have many people from the beginning of the Liguilla, everybody have wanted, especially now that we talked about Cruz Azul, uh, what they've done throughout the whole season, the history of the club. Um, you know, <laughs> I think there was even some like, some some players that have never seen Cruz Azul that are part of the Cruz Azul team uh, uh, that were like tweeting saying I've never seen a Cruz Azul in a final and I'm part of this organization. Um, it's 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 huge it, the fact that they're in there. But so let's kind of segue in into that final. Um, one of the things that when I was listening to to Piojo yesterday uh, after the you know one of the conferences, one of the things that he said is he was very confident that his players have already been at this level. And they already know what they need to do and expectations to win, which for Piojo to say that it's great. I think they were just uh, sound bites, but um, the players no, that are there, I, it, it's true. Go ahead. No, I, I think I think that message is meant for Cruz Azul. Yeah, of course. And and it was really interesting, Paul Aguilar as well after the game yesterday. <laughs> it was brilliant. I loved the comment, and I think this is going to be one of the things. This is one of the things that's all going to be so great about this final. It's going to be. Things thrown out there, things said. Mm-hmm. I think Kaishin is definitely going to wind up Piojo. He's going to try his best. I don't know how he's going to do it. He might do it by by being really nice, overly nice, or he might do it by you know just calling him name. I don't know. But both Kaishin and Herrera have got it in him to really, really make this kind of I don't know, just 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 a crazy, crazy build up to the final. But Paula Aguilar was just saying it was a great quote. He was like. You guys in the media have been talking all season about Cruz Azul. Every story, Cruz Azul headlines, front pages. It's amazing. Um, you know, uh, Belais, Caixinha, you know, all the changes that they've done. And, you know, he said basically the pressure's all on them. You know, yeah. they, they, they're this team yeah. that's spent the money, that's been there all season, top of the league. Bring it, you know what I mean? 
and it, and it just plays into the Cruz Azul era. You know, yeah. the, the, the notion that Cruz Azul are destined to win it, but are going to mess it up at some point. And it's just really interesting, and it will be interesting to see how much Club America, the players, the manager, feed into that more, just psychologically sowing seeds of, of kind of failure for, for Cruz Azul. And, you know, basically saying for us, it doesn't matter. You know, we've won the title recently, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. You know, we don't necessarily need to win this title right now. I mean, obviously, American fans won't agree, but Cruz Azul, you've not been to a final for five years. You've lost the last five finals you've been in. You know, you're playing the Azteca next Sunday, which is our house. Um, you know, bring it. Like, what have you got, basically? I was thinking about that earlier today. I was just like, yeah, what? Because in theory, like, if you were to ask someone really quickly, like, um, like who, like, uh, where is there more pressure on? Is it on Cruz or Medica? And I think a jerk reaction would be like, no, just like a knee jerk reaction would just be like, oh, it's America. But then I guess just the more you think about it, it's like, no, it 100%. Is on Cruz Azul. 100%. It's more pressure on this Cruz Azul side. I, 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 I was just thinking about that. I'm glad you about that because I was thinking about that earlier today. I don't know if you guys yeah. both agree that the, that more pressure is on Cruz Azul. You, it's kind of how I go back and forth on it because automatically for me it's Cruz Azul because of the Cruz Azul, yeah, right? because because of the of the history right now. If it's another if another final lost, you know, it's like you know, it's we're not even fans, you know. And I look at that first aspect. I kind of I'm kind of on the other side with um opposite of you cesar mm-hmm. but then i look at america i look at piojo i look at the final and what they have done this season and especially the players that they have if they lose against this cruz azul in the f the way that you know cruz azul t- is taking over the F, like it's also a huge loss for for america as much as they don't want to be a pressure you don't want to be the team that finally let cruz azul win a title you know and it's the classic of hoven so um, as much as I think outside of the fans, we're all going to keep making fun of Cruz Azul. I get it. But um, for, for those America fans that say, ah, the pressure is on them. No, it's, it's it's America too. So it's that's what I love about this final is that we haven't seen something like that in a long time. Yeah, but, I, I, you know, I think Cruz Azul, it's almost like everything's built up to this moment. It's almost like the perfect game for him to do it as well. Yeah. Because it's Club America. It's, it's, the, it's the team that... You know, and I was looking back at the the 2013 final, and you kind of forget the details about that game. I was watching you know, the last ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but like Jesus Molina was sent off in the 12th minute, so yeah. America played with 10, 10, 10 players for the pretty much the whole of that game. The, you know, they were two nil down on in the 87th. I mean, I know everybody knows the story, but you know, I, I just it was just gave me a reminder going back to it. And it's like the 87th minute, the 87th minute, you're two nil up on aggregate. All you have to do is see it through, and then then to lose it in that way. I mean, it, it just it just this is the thing for me about this final as well. It's like Cruz Azul against America. We can talk about it tactically. We can talk about Cruz Azul won the regular uh, more in form. Can Cruz beat Cruz Azul beat America? Of course they can. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely no doubt about it. They're a very good team. They've shown it all season. I think they've only lost three games uh, or four games with the with the one against against Monterrey. Um, but can they see it out? Where did all this, the psychological baggage does that fit in? I mean, my, I, I think that I like what Kashin you've done, done. I like what the players have done. It's almost like they want to. It's almost like they're taking the, the, you know, they're trying to smash through this wall and, and they're enjoying the challenge. You know, they're enjoying people saying, "Ah, Cruz is all destined to fail." And they're like, "Well, you know what? We're going to show them." Like it feels like it feels like that. That's the mentality. That's what they're trying to kind of promote. Um, but it's one thing to talk about it before. It's another thing, you know, if, if there's 10 minutes left and Cruz Azula, it's a draw or Cruz Azula winning by a goal, does that filter through? You know, at that point, does it filter through those little bits of nerves? Um, I don't know. Are we are we saying that... Go on. <laughs> are we saying that Cruz Azul getting a title is at their quinto partido? <laughs> Very much, yeah. That's a good oh, one, yeah. Yeah, yeah funny you mentioned that, Cesar, because I was driving and I was listening. Um, I put the last ten minutes of it, uh, you know, of the of the of the match, and I'm watching it when I was driving. There was a lot of traffic, and that's supposed and, to be watching TV. Know, and driving. What are you doing, man? Yeah, that's that's illegal. Well, the laws in Arizona, they got no laws in that state. <laughs> <laughs> and you, it's funny you apart, said, apart from apart from the uh, apart from needing a passport to get into bars. Remember when I got rejected because <laughs> I didn't have a passport? Stop I went into a bar and they wouldn't let him in because he, 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 he was foreign. I think that was like 2014 <laughs> or 15. 
thought that was actually that was a few years ago. How are we getting old? Oh my god. That was damn, that was like I think that was like twenty fifteen. Anyway, yeah. um back wait, that was my train of thought. Okay, no. Uh you said the quinto partido, Cesar, and it's funny because in my head I was like Man, you know the, this is a, this is how it's 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 so high. Like you know, you have to win a title if you're a Cruz Azul fan in order for you to say it was a successful season. And I look at that for us as our quinto partido, or you know, a team like Argentina or or Germany, you have to win the World Cup, and you're doing that, and and that's where that pressure comes comes about. But I want to ask you guys. We said I think both teams have the opportunity to do it. Uh, def- uh, defensively, Cruz Azul is the best defense against the best offense. By the way, how many goals? You know, I think it's a going on a record, right? As far as how many goals America is scoring in, in one season, I was trying to look up a, uh, up up a stat, but there's there's a lot, and especially how many people are. Uh, I guess those, those six goals really help, don't they? I have I have no idea, but yeah, yeah. Let's look at that, especially because uh, when we're looking at that. But when you look at this tactically, we've seen both teams struggle at a point where like you have to you, you have to come in and not play like that. At, both teams at their best. I can't tell you. One team is better than the other, and it's been. Yeah. And I've thought about this in a long time because I think America is going to win, just just as far as. <laughs> but when I look at it, I can definitely see both teams if they both play at their top. I don't. I really can't. If I had to pick one, I can't do it. I'm. I'm really. If we're talking tactics, what I what I'm really fascinated by is what we're going to see in their defenses and like basically how how they line up because uh, with Cruz Azul. I mean, you saw Aldrete, Cata, Pablo Aguilar, they seem to be guaranteed starters there. But in the last game, uh, Mad- Madueña was benched and they brought on Lichnovsky. I-, I don't know if that was a tactical thing. I don't know if there was uh, some issues there uh, for Madueña. Maybe he wasn't like fit to start. But that, I was wondering if uh, if that's something we're going to potentially see in this next two matches because obviously someone like Madueña uh, isn't nearly as good as someone like, uh, I think, Cata. Uh, took a spot as a right back there uh, defensively. So I wonder, uh, are we going to see something like that from them? Or, or, or Medica, are, are we going to see a four-man back line again? Are we going to see a five-man back line? And obviously, in Medica, you have those center backs who could really do well aerially and who could also do, uh, you know help them in the attack. So I, I think that, to me, that's, that's, that's what I'm mo- most fascinated by, whether Medica is going to go with a four-man or a five-man back line. And what Cruz Azul is backlines could look like as well because i think there are a few names that we know are going to be given the start there but is madwenya going to be on the bench is like nofsky you'll be given a start so i i think that's 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 what's most fascinating to me in uh, is the, the back line from both sides yeah i think when we see the starting 11 for cruz azul we're going to get a real insight into caixinha's mentality going into the first game you know i think you know there's this, you know, Cata Dominguez, do you play him at the right back, a right back who basically doesn't cross the halfway line, or do you go Madueño who can overlap? You know, I think in central midfield, do you go Salas or do you go Baca? You know, and I think um, up front as well, Caraglio or Cotiruccio? You know what I mean? I think I think those those are the issues basically for Caixinho. And the, I think what we what we see in those decisions is gonna is gonna tell us what what he wants to do with that first game. There's no way it goes, so you know, we'll see. And it's interesting because they're both playing in the same stadium. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think Caixinha is going to tend to be cautious knowing that, you know, Club America were rampant against Pumas. You know, they've got a lot of players in kind of goal scoring form now. And Roger Martinez getting a goal, you know, the, the Club America bench as well is pretty superb. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that, yeah, I think it's, I, I don't know. I don't think there's much between the teams. I think that, um, I think I think it's going to be absolutely, you know, absolutely great series. To be honest, uh, I mean, yeah, and re- regardless of the rivalry too, too, I think what's going to be awesome about the series too, too is just the talent they're going to see everywhere and in both the rosters. You know, when you look at whether it be the defense, whether it be the midfield or the attack, and just like there's there's just a long line of just like very very talented options that both that both teams could utilize. They both have decent benches, so I I think that's something that I'm really really looking forward to as well. Yeah. And also, uh, yeah, go ahead, Tom. Cool. Oh, cool. uh, and also, I don't, I don't know if it's just me, but as like, is Marchesin just looking a little bit more like fiery or something? I, I don't, I don't know if that's just me or something. He's gotten like a couple yellows so far in the playoffs. I, I don't know. I feel like if, if there's someone who, who might get a red, it might be him. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just putting that out there. It might be a little weird, but just like <laughs> he, he's just looked a little bit more fiery than usual to me. And I, uh, so I would, I would be surprised if he uh, is a Nawal Guzman. That guy's a uh, weird this guy, final man. series. <laughs> <laughs> like I wouldn't. I guess I think I feel like he's like really, has like a weird temper. 
<laughs> like he's what he does in the goals. Yeah. And like one he's just those, a different type those, of person. Yeah, one of those typical goalkeepers who's slightly I mean that's the reputation of goalkeepers, not that they're slightly got to screw slightly loose up there. <laughs> you know, which, which, which sometimes you have to do as a goalkeeper because you have to dive in there, you have to be a little bit yeah, goalkeepers are weird. We all know there's weird <laughs> goalkeepers. They're all weird. But yeah, but but I mean the same thing there, Cesar, what you were saying about Cruz Azul, you you know, America, I mean, does does Piojo stick with Joe Corona? Yeah. Yeah. You know, does he drop Peralta again? You know, um is Edson Alvarez gonna be back? Because if you don't have Edson Alvarez, then I think it's difficult to play a back three as well. Um and, and so these are factors as well that'll be they'll be they'll be playing into the Club America side with Piojo. Um, and I'm sure Caixinha will be kind of trying to trying to read what 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 Herrera is trying to do, and Herrera will be looking at what Caixinha want to do. I mean, personally, I'd, I'd say that's an advantage for Cruz Azul because I think Caixinha is a a better tactician, um, you know, a better. I think he's a better overall coach than Herrera, but um, you know, Herrera is definitely he's he's done what he always does, and he's got the players completely on side, completely buying into how he wants to play. And look, they always look like they're enjoying themselves. And I think that's the absolute key for Herrera. And we can talk all day about, you know, um, managers who, who kind of sit the players down and make them watch videos and, the you know, the, the, the absolute details about the game. Um, but there's, you know, there's, there's a lot to be said for, for a manager who actually can relate to a player and chat to a player, make a player feel happy and, and you know, at ease and go out there and perform to the level they can. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I'm just kind of laughing at the idea um, of just like of just Bioko like a theater, <laughs> just like watching watching film, like bring the players over and be like, no, 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 look, look, look what he's doing right there. Just like just watching hours. And... <laughs> but, um, Before we move on to our, to our next segment, I want to ask you guys. Wait, 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 What's another positive, or you know, if you're a Cruz Azul fan, I think what I like about this Cruz Azul team is the, the spine. You know, you go down, and I know it's kind of a, maybe a cliche that people talk about the spine of the team, and you know that that kind of determining. I think there's a there's a phrase in that they use in Spain. You know, you you you're only as good as the spine of your team, if you know what I mean. And and you know, players like Roberto Alvarado. Players like Elias Hernandez, I feel like they've, they've got a lot of headlines this season and, you know, in a lot of ways, rightly so, because they've been very good. But if you look at down that spine of the team, Jesus Corona, absolutely solid. Pablo Aguilar, I mean, he's just an absolute rock in, in, in central defense. Marconi, yeah, I mean, is that, is that the sign of the season? Marconi's I mean, the way he's just, yeah. you know, the way he's come in and, you know, 20 years old, so, such an experienced figure. I mean, he's been brilliant. And then Caraglio, when he's played, I'd say I'd add that. And if you go down that spine of the team, and I think in that series against Monterrey as well, you saw Caraglio miss the penalty. And I, I think that was a key moment because I think Cruz Azul um, at other points would have folded. You know, psych- you know, yeah. kind of been drained psychologically. And I think you look at those kind of players, the likes of Aguila, the likes of Marconi, the likes of Caraglio himself and, and Jesus Corona. And I think they... I don't know. I just feel like there's a there's more steel, um, not just in terms of playing, but in terms of you know they they're not going to let things affect them. Um, at least that's that's the impression I get. But um, obviously, you know we'll see in the final. But I, th- I think it's an important, quite an important point to make. Yeah, I think we talked about all that about Cruz Azul, especially having a, the coaches, having the platform, having the fans, having the players, and it was always that weird folding and. Um, I still have to think that that final that was won earlier in the year also has helped them a lot psychologically, um, and and knowing that the players that can do it and they're there, so it'll be interesting for sure. Again, one of the most hyped finals I think that we have we have seen, especially in Liga Mekis. Um, Tigres is not in the final, Cesar. You know, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> I, I I definitely thought they were going to be there. I was one hundred percent wrong. But the right team's not in the final. Uh, and you have you have Cruz Azul finally that's there, and again against a team, it's like the team that they probably didn't want to face in the final is there too with the history of it. So should be should be a lot of fun. Uh, before we go and we get on the next segment, what happens? What is your prediction? Ugh, badness happens. Do we see penales? We see a crazy. I mean, is this going to be? Oh, let me let me ask two questions. Number one, is this going to be? 
as crazy as everybody else thinks, as everyone thinks. Like this is going to be a match where it's going to be, you know, maybe maybe we're putting up to the level of 2013. But is that what we're getting ourselves into when we're looking at this final? Um, I don't know about crazy. I just think it's going to be a really good game. I mean, I think the whole series is just really set up. They're very even. They're both so much at stake. The 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 city rivals. I mean, there's just so many. Like I said at the start, there's so many elements to this game that I can't see. I don't. I think it's just going to be exciting. I mean, I can't see it kind of being dull. You know what I mean? And you look at the manager as well. There's just no way that Caixinha against Piojo is going to be dull. Um, mm. So yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. And I think I'm going to go, I'm going to go Cruz Azul just about. To be honest, I'm going to say they break the the duck and they do it. Um, I think I think on paper America are favourites, but I'm going I'm going Cruz Azul. I, I think Caixinha's got a little bit more than than Piojo tactically. And I think that I think America have been very, very good, but they've also showed moments of weakness. Um, yeah. I think they showed that in the first leg against Pumas, kind of got away with it um, to a degree. And I think they showed that against Toluca as well. I think yeah. they there's weakness in America as well. Um, and I think Cruz Azul have got the patience and they've got the style of play to exploit that, whereas the other the other clubs so far this this league year haven't with Club America. Yeah. I still don't. I still don't know what to make of the series. Uh, I th- there, there's a part of me that wants Cruz Azul to do well just to finally get rid yeah. of that whole like the Cruz Azul, yeah, blah 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 blah. And I mean, just, that, like, that's the thing it. about the final. It's weird because yeah. I know it's Club yeah. America and I know we like it's a massive club, but it's actually this final is all about Cruz Azul. It is. <laughs> you know, if you put America against Tigres, it's like oh, it's going to be a great final. But it's Cruz Azul. It's all about Cruz Azul. This final, can yeah. they do it? You know. Yeah, maybe I'm biased too, just because uh, our buddy Jason's a big Crucisol fan, and I want him to like feel happy. I don't know. I, I, I'm put, I'm not glad. I'm, I'm rooting for Crucisol in this one. I'm wa- I want Crucisol to win. I, I I'll say it. I've I've been wanting them to win, especially you know the Crucisol. Yeah, it's just the the afición. My dad was a huge Crucisol fan when they were in Pachuca, uh, back back in the days. I mean, he used to talk about Pablo Larios and. And as a goalkeeper, and in fact, I have this, you know, those ugly big cobijas that you get that every Mexican has. That's really, oh, really dude, you're, you're going to need it in like, in like, like at least two weeks or something. So don't I have that. that. I have one of those, but it's a Cruz Azul one that, that he gave to me. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'll stuff it in. And we always use it during the winter. And even though it's Cruz Azul, you know, people have lions or they have, you know, whatever. But it's, it's funny. Um, I want Cruz Azul to win. I'll be cheering for Cruz Azul. But again, I'm thinking. I I think America is just this is a a a team with the firepower that it has, and not because of the psychology. I just think they're going to score more goals, and I think ultimately that's what wins, right? As we see, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with America winning, uh, but I want Cruz Azul to win. So fans, you're you're saying you want you want uh, so America's gonna win, but you'll be watching the game with your Cruz Azul blanket. Oh, I will. (laughs) Basically, guarantees that America win. (laughs) (laughs) And can we probably put that to rest, right? Like, no more making fun of putting Cruz Azul. I mean, I think Amy and I were, we were looking at that when we were playing against uh, Korea in the World Cup, and we're like, oh, Cruz Azul, put it on. And we took a picture of it. I mean, that's going to be gone. Like, that joke isn't there. Ah, it's fun. It's fun. All right. So, (laughs) yeah, the, the other element as well, I think we need to point out is, you know, it's absolutely great to see, you know, Diego Laine starting games yeah. and Roberto Alvarado starting games on the other side yeah. because you know th- this is th- these are the games these are the games that you cut your teeth in there's no there's no hiding you know seventy plus thousand in the Azteca I mean you know we, sometimes we talk a lot about players going to Europe but there are many games that live up to this in terms of the intensity and in terms of the the expectation the pressure I mean for young Mexican players like those two I mean th- these are these are really really big events and. I'm absolutely fascinated to see if if both of them can really. I mean, I don't know. I'm just excited to see Linus step out onto that field, see what he can do in the Azteca, and just imagine him scoring a wonder goal or something. I mean, it'd just be amazing, wouldn't it? And who knows? Maybe maybe even Jorge Sanchez too. I think that he he's impressed recently as well. So I hope maybe he'll even do well for for America as well. Just like being on that same flank as Linus and providing some good distribution going forward. So I think that's that's another young Mexican to be to be keeping an eye on right there because now. Seems quite nice that we're having a uh, some more uh, options there at fullback for for the national team. Yeah. At least a, a lot of young options there. So I, uh, that that's another young player that I think it would, we yeah. should be young Mexican player we should be keeping an eye on. Yeah, I think I think um, if he would have been playing first team, if he would have been playing earlier in the first team, I think he would have been in the national team with Osorio. 
Sorry was a fan. I mean, you can yeah. see why because he's a massive, <laughs> he's a massive guy as well. But he's, yeah. he's 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 also very good going forward. Like as we've seen in that goal the other day, no, he's very you know technically he's very good. He's a he's he's an exciting player as well, no doubt. Diego Lainez scores in the 90th minute with America to win. You know, it'd be huge. It'd be all then, what we have that. Uh, and we then, can, then announces he's signing for Real Madrid. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Let's let's switch over. So wait, Cesar has Cruz Azul. Tom? Yeah, I got Cruz Azul. Cruz Azul. Okay, I'm the only one in America. Uh, all right, guys. As you can see, Amy just joined. We have that. How, how are you doing? Amy, really quick, your prediction. Cruz Azul on America. Uh-oh. Can't hear oh, Amy. You are on mute. Hello, hello. Nope, you're muted again. Do you, do you, you know? Oh, there we go. Can you hear me now? Yes. Oh, okay. Fantastic. <laughs> How's it going, Amy? Good. I'm fine. How are you, Tom? Not bad, yeah. <laughs> Keeping. <laughs> Can you give me a picture, Just podcast. Just podcast. Just podcast. Just podcast. Cruz Azul or America? Can you guys hear me? Can Amy not hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I think we're fine. I think we're all okay. All right, but you're not answering my uh, Cruz Azul or America question. Oh, I was giving myself time to ponder. Oh. (laughs) All right, well, let us know. All right, why don't we have Amy on? (laughs) Um, We have uh, not only is our Liguilla Madness, which we are, um, obviously, it's me versus Adriana. Uh, at the end, the one versus the two, we'll we'll see what happens uh, there. But I kind of already told Adriana I'm going to go for America. I'm going to pick America, so maybe I'm using that as psychological, so I can play with her. I'm I'm being Caixinha to to her piojo, and uh, the pressure's on her because she's did amazing the whole the whole year, and then I beat her towards the end. So, um, but we do have a special show next week. Uh, here with the Mexican soccer show. Um, and I want to let Amy kind of talk about it. She's been really working on it. So all of you guys that are listening and all of you guys listening on the, on the, on iTunes, you have to tune in next week. Cause we have a special show. Not only are we talking about the final, but we have something a lot. That's going to be a lot, a lot of fun, uh, for the last, uh, 30 minutes or even more. We might go an hour. We might go two hours. Who knows? It's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. But, uh, um, uh, Amy, what is, uh, what's her big news and what's, what's going to happen next week that you want to tell, tell all of us? Well, the fabulous people on our production team have been planning this for weeks. <laughs> Who is a production team, you may ask? Um, just me and a, me. But anyway, it's going to be like 90 minutes. Hopefully we can make it. Not two hours. Nobody wants to see the award shows that long. It's going to be like a first half and a second half. Yeah, essentially. So yeah. we're going to Do we get a break half time or no? Guys, please. <laughs> So it's going to be our 2018 Mexican soccer show, and this Cesar coined this. Yeah, was it Cesar? Who was it that coined this? Oh, yeah, it was this guy over here. It yeah, it was Cesar. It's the Andres Aguardados. So we're going to go ahead and have an award show for our last show of 2018. So I'll actually tweet it out right after the show ends. Um, it's basically a little survey that you guys are going to fill out, and um i like chaos so you guys get to fill in whatever answers you want and i get to go through everybody's answers and then i'll we'll choose the winners that way you did not just say that i could just totally see people start putting on like the most random people you know there used to be these types of like surveys and stuff back back in the early intros i think mr jolie's on right now um and anytime anybody had any type of service we specifically went on there to make sure that people didn't win like the who's not supposed to. so i could just definitely see but Amy, so so it's a so it's a survey that says, for example, tell us what some of the categories and we kind of fill it in. So some of the categories, I'll give you the fun ones, so that way you guys don't ruin the other ones. Some of the fun ones are um, best Liga MX Eng fan account. So that could be anywhere from you know uh, the Eagle Eye podcast, um, some of the other cool English language podcasts that have been out. So you guys, so can- that's our H football. That guy's pretty cool. I like that guy. Can you vote for, can you we vote for ourselves? Are you, are you a fan account? Sometimes. Fan Sometimes. Account. So, well, like, so you could you could answer whatever you want, technically. So, so you could technically have, like, a campaign on Twitter and have many people vote for you. Oh, yeah. Essentially, yes. If you would like but to wait, be. 
No, no, no. Like not me. I'm just saying. Like if you're out there, you know, I'm thinking of like um, our friend Eldan the man. He's always out there. Or uh, yeah, yeah. This is gonna be fun. This is gonna be fun. Uh, first friend. So guys, let me know. DM me on if I'll vote for um, whoever has, you know, whoever uh, adds me most. <laughs> and my votes for sale. Whoever gives me eighty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what other? <laughs> What other cool questions, or how do people go and, and vote, Amy? So I'll, did you not hear me at the end? It's fine. You know, it's fine. I, can't <laughs> I will be tweeting something out at the end of the show with the link so that you can go ahead and fill in your responses. You so you can, go ahead. <laughs> Just wanted you guys to repeat it. <laughs> so you guys can go ahead and fill it out at the end of the show. It'll come from the Mexican Soccer Show Twitter account. So just go ahead and f- please, please, please answer, like, Real answers, please. Now that I just realized that I just gave that open window. Answer honestly. So we'll have, okay, I'll give you a real one that we're going to have. We're going to have, you know, um, young Mexican player of the year. So anything from the U20, anybody U20 who you think is, you know, has been like the, you know, a good player of the year, um, Liga Mex coach of the year, things like that. We're going to have really cool answers. I think it's 15 questions that you have to answer. So, but your votes matter because then, um, Whoever you guys decide is the, is uh, whoever gives the most answers, obviously, is going to be the winner. So it should be fun. Um, I look forward to going through all your answers. So just wait for the link and go ahead and put in your answers. Awesome. Cool, awesome. Cool, cool. So we'll be talking about the final, what happens, is it Cruz Azul or America? And then we're going to jump in to uh, to this award show and uh, inviting uh, all of you guys. Bring a friend. Get them on, you know, bring them uh, to YouTube. Maybe you have like a little watch party. I mean, I don't know. Go crazy with it. We're, uh, Seth is going to wear a tux. So I 100% am going to do Well, a suit, not a tux. I don't own a tux. I'll go I, have, I, I haven't rented a tux since prom. You don't have an IPA since Oh, I'll have, uh, I will have a few drinks um, with me as well. It's going to be great. We're going to be celebrating. Yeah. Uh, after every like show, you have, to take a, you have to take a drink. <laughs> That sounds, sounds dangerous. I'm not sure about this anymore. <laughs> At the end of the show, we'll have Let's go crazy. Um, all right, all right. Thank you so much, uh, Amy. It's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. Anything else regarding the um, the show? Anything else that we should be uh, aware of? Or I know you said it was it was like black tie that was a must. You said we, we, we had amendments during the meeting. I said you could either wear a black tie suit or you could put on a santa claus hat so just a black tie <laughs> just <laughs> shirtless with a black tie uh got it got it okay cool um adriana amy everyone's gonna be a part of it so it's, it should be it should be a lot, a lot of fun um we're gonna switch really quick and we're gonna talk about the other final and uh amy i was wondering if you can also stay with us i know that you are an expert of what's happening here with the women's final with his tigres and America history is going to be made. Is it going to be a bicampeon, which is going to be Tigres, or is it finally getting American institution that has uh, invested a lot? What I would say, we you know, with, with as far as infrastructure, as far as the tensions that we see, um, is going to be Leonardo Cuellar's uh, team in the trophy. But ultimately, um, it's definitely going to be a historic final. I know America's not only are they wanting to win this game uh, to have the first. Game, uh, you know, the first trophy for the, the, the women's side. They also want to win something that Tigres had last year, which was the the, the record for attendance. Um, I think it was around 51,000 people that broke the record for uh, a game on, on that caliber. And one of the things that they're posting all over social media, and I've seen it, people from Mexico are talking about it, is the attendance at the Aztecas on, the, on that very first leg. Um, and they want to break that record too. So not only that's that's fun about it. Not only is it football the, the between the two rivalries, they want to make sure that they're the number one team when it comes to attendance. Uh, they're opening up the Azteca. It's going to be free for everybody. And uh, the Ida is this Tuesday, and La Vuelta is on Saturday. Amy, what can you tell us about this game, uh, especially for those that you know are don't see it? We know that it's kind of hard looking at the games uh, in the states, but how can we watch it? Uh, and ultimately, how can we support? Uh, yeah, we talked about it a little bit on the our football podcast earlier. I, I spoke with Sandra, and that was a really good discussion. Um, basically, America, in terms of attendance, has you know, I mean, it's only one more day technically, or like you know, they only have so much more time left because they basically you know have their work cut out for them because Estadio Universitario is already wow. My kid is. <laughs> <laughs> so it's messing up your house. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, that's my kid. That's what happens when you have children. But yeah, Killing. Go ahead. I feel like that. I feel like that guy that he like his yeah, kid in the. No, but yeah, I mean, um, Tigre has already completely sold out the second leg, you know, so uh, America has a work cut out for them because, yeah, the game is free and everything, but there's some issues because it's like a Tuesday afternoon, I think. The game, no. Yeah, the game's 4 at 4 p.m. local time. Yeah, 4 p.m. local time. So, I mean, it's hopefully one of the positives is that obviously the men's side is in the final and then the women's side is in the final. So hopefully, that you know, that that sort of momentum gets everybody hyped and they want to go see the game one if they can. And two, you know, if they don't have like any work conflicts or anything like that. So, I mean, that, that in and of itself should be really good to see, um, to see who actually attends the match on Tuesday. But yeah, it's basically from my opinion and what Sandra and I were talking about on the podcast is basically Tigres to lose because Tigres has just been completely, completely dominated all season. They're undefeated. Throw you know, money going... as well. You look at the players yeah, that they brought in, like you know, from abroad, and like you know, brought back and stuff. And it's like, I don't know, it's pretty scary, you know, how good they are. No, yeah, I mean, they they won four two against Chivas. America barely made it through with Losero Cuevas scoring, you know, uh, during the semifinals. So, I mean, Tigres is going to be really, really tough to beat. Um, I kind of want it to be like a happy ending in terms of women's soccer for everybody. So I hope us to see, you know. America winning the Estadio Azteca, that'd be really cool just to see. But I think I think Tigres is going to be really tough to beat. I don't think it's going to be an easy thing for America to do. I know Leonardo Cuella, who obviously is um, the women's Mexican national team former coach. You know, he probably has some, you know, with it being the first final they've ever gotten to. And just, you know, for Glory to be able to win it would be huge for him. But I don't know. I think it's Tigres. I think it's Tigres to lose. They have Elizabeth Ovalle. Greta Espinosa, you know, who are national team players. They have a really, really solid team. And they've invested heavily with this team. So, I mean, hopefully um, we just see a good game, just like we're talking about with America Cruz Azul. Hopefully we just see two exciting legs. And, you know, we'll we'll see who wins. I think it's Tigres to win, though, to be honest. If I have to make a prediction right now, I think it's Tigres to win. Yeah, and I'm hoping we continue to see that excitement regarding women's soccer in Mexico. I mean, especially since, I mean, it was a, you know, dark period not too long ago when we saw that Mexico didn't qualify for the Women's World Cup. But recently we've seen, uh, I don't know, all the excitement regarding the U-17 run where the yeah. women's side went uh, and finished in second place. So, I mean, that was still fresh in the minds of Mexican soccer fans. So I think hopefully a good, like a good series here between uh, Tigres and, and Club America will kind of like continue to, to uh, you know, continue that hype uh, regarding yeah. women's soccer, because I think right now the last, like, I mean, it, regards to the fact that Mexico didn't qualify for the Women's World Cup next year, I think the last few weeks have been fairly positive, and hopefully that will continue. Hopefully we do see a lot of fans showing up to the game. At the very least, we'll see a lot showing up uh, to watch Tigres at home, because that game's already sold out. And yeah, I think we have to mention how good Tigres have been as an institution in terms of the women's mm-hmm. side as well. I mean, not just the institution, but the fans as well. I mean, for me, that I mean, they've sold this game, the final out, over a week before. You know, it's not like you know, gradually people are buying tickets, turning up on the day. I mean, people, Tigres fans are genuinely excited and they're desperate to see the women's team do well as well. And it's, you know, that that's that's amazing to see. And I think it's almost an example to other clubs, you know what I mean? And, you know, it, it shows the extent of the Tigres fan base's passion for the club, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, and, and the way they spent actually spent money on the team as well. Yeah, the only downside, at least from us in the U.S., is that, and we talked about it on the podcast too, it's just it's so hard to watch the games. You know, I watch the semifinal matches through through streams, um, like through Facebook. And um, Tigres does, again, giving credit to Tigres, again, they do stream on all their social media platforms. So, you know, you could probably watch that second leg through Twitter or Facebook of some sort. But for, you know, for the rest of the season, it was really hard to try to get a match. But I think, you know, again, credit to Tigres for what they're doing in terms of ex- trying to gain exposure for the women's side with that. Yeah, I was just going to ask, how could we watch Amy? So definitely be on the lookout if you see any any streams or anything like that. We'll tweet it out and we'll retweet it to make sure that we're watching. That's one of the, you know, it's, it's also hard uh, for, for people in the United States to kind of look into that and not only tune in, but even wanting to. And then and then we see that. So um, we'll definitely let everybody know on that is. So for you, Tigres wins. Uh, I'm just gonna stick to America just to see both of the sides winning. If I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that, you know. <laughs> yeah, double championship, double, double, double championship. The the women's 
uh, and the men's, the Aguilas, it's going to be a, a, a great year. I would go, even though uh, I'm not an Americanista for those of you guys that know. So just FYI, just, we'll do that. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. All right, guys, I know we're going in the hour. Amy, I know that uh, if you have to get off or, or finish the show with us, that'd be, it'd be great. But uh, really quick, Chicharito now score. Is he back, Cesar? Uh, who knows? I mean, Arnautovic is, uh, I know he's had what? some injury problems, so I think that's oh. helping him out a little bit. I don't know if Andy Carroll is a hundred percent fit either, but either way, I mean, it's good to see Chicharito scoring two girl, two goals earlier last week, and he scored another goal over the weekend for West Ham. So that's obviously good news for him, uh, going forward. And, uh, but I guess the big question is, I mean, is he really going to stick around with West Ham after the season? I, 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 I still don't know if that's a hundred percent what's, what he's uh, aiming for. Maybe that's not what's best for him in his career. Maybe once Arnautovic is back to full form, Chicharito will go to the bench again. But at the very least, in the short term, it's very, very good to be seeing uh, Chicharito scoring for West Ham. Good to see that. Salcedo back now from injury and playing. Um, uh, Champions League playing for, uh, for obviously, the Porto guys in PSV. So Mexicans abroad, and are we doing that? And then ultimately, the Club World Cup. What? This is happening still? <laughs> <laughs> Chivas has arrived, it's giving a royal treatment there at the airport. A lot of things are happening with Chivas. It's like, eh, whatever's happening. Can, can fans really just get excited for that, especially Chivas fans? I guess knowing that, that America is in the final and Cruz Azul is in the final and no one's talking about Chivas except for how horrible the bat. Yeah, they're still doing They're still going to the Club World Cup. But um, what do you expect, Tom, really quick? You're in Guadalajara. I mean, is, is anybody even hyped for this? Are, are we looking at that? Even if it was a good team, people kind of give bad credit of what Club World Cup does. Yep. I think if you're looking for a positive, it's that there's not much expectation. And sometimes in previous years, there has been expectation about the Mexican team going in there, you know. And I think that we've been talking about, can they do it? Can they do it? Can they, you know, can they get past a Comniball team? Can they get past, a, you know, a UEFA team? And, and this time around, it's like, let's see how they do against Kashima Antlers first. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think there's much expectations surrounding Chivas. But even if they lose, they go to the fifth place game, right? <laughs> I don't know who they would even play. The fifth place game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Eddie, like usually we know that there's these types of players that, are, that that you know the Mexican club is playing against. Anybody know anything about the the team that we're about to face? I say we mm, no, no. <laughs> I'm not looking uh, yet. But I mean, but I mean, I think the interesting thing with Chivas at the minute is they've just signed, you know, Iramir. They've signed Alexis. Yeah. And someone else, no. Oh, no. Vielpando. Vielpando. So, so, you know, the, the, uh, this club that apparently had no money has actually gone out and spent quite a lot of money over the last, you know, on three players. So I guess for me, the question, obviously, the Club World Cup is interesting, but Chivas in, in position now to, to to maintain the players they've got. Or, you know, Alon Pulido or Willian Pineda, are those players now going to leave? I and mean, I think that's absolutely fundamental now achievers that they keep those players because if they can keep those players you look towards next season and you think they can make they can they can challenge for the playoffs you know if they get it together if they not, if they don't suffer loads of injuries then they've got a team that could potentially you know make the playoffs but um, but if you suddenly get rid of Pineda and you get rid of Alan Polido then then again you go basically going back to square one for me yeah, and I think that's a team. I mean, those signings are good, and that's a step in the right direction. But I think it's a team that's still in need of good news. And whether it's fair or not, whether this good news is going to arrive through the Club World Cup, I feel like, I mean, I don't know much about Kashima Antlers, but I feel like there's probably a decent chance against them that they could potentially get a win there. That's someone who literally knows nothing about this team. But I think as long as, long as they get that win against them and have a respectable showing against Real Madrid, then that's, I, I think that's. That's the. Is that who I, we're, we're going to the European side this time? I thought they were going. Yeah, they're they're going up to. Yeah, they're going up to Real Madrid. I think if they lose, if they win against uh, Kashima Antlers. Yeah. Real Madrid are playing well, so you know every every chance that Chivas can uh, win this. Well, easy. There you go. Chivas got the win, Chivas and then uh, Real Madrid goes in the final against River Plate. River Plate's been traveling a lot. Doesn't really take it seriously. Chivas wins. Probably <laughs> get banned. River Plate, you know, you never know. Yeah, they get banned. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Chivas fans are gonna are all gonna be there in in uh, in Dubai. Um, all right, guys, uh, it's been a long uh, but uh, definitely a very very fun Mexican soccer show. Thank you to Amy coming on um, uh, and uh, and doing everything that she does with the Mexican soccer show on all the production side in the back. Really, definitely take in and go in and 
put in honest answers uh, when it comes to those uh, to the survey monkey that she has. And we're going to uh, tweet those out. Cesar and Tom, thank you much for joining. And all of you guys have been on the chat, been typing away. We'll see. Tell us who wins. Uh, um, tweet at us. It's it Cruz Azul or America. And we'll see where um, see if you guys are right. But we'll have one more show at the end of uh, on Monday. It'll be our last show for the rest of the year. Then we have a take a couple break, a couple weeks, and then we're actually going to have a show the Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, I think it was a Thursday that we said uh, right before the new season start next, and that starts on the fourth of January. So. <laughs> Right away. So this is why we took our, our two weeks right after that. So uh, the holidays and a little bit. There's not much going on. If Chivas wins, we'll be back on. Like if Chivas wins the Club World Cup, we'll make a show out of it. It'll be funny, but probably not going to happen. So uh, lots and lots. Thank you so much for for following for uh, for listening to us to today. All you guys are listening to us on the iTunes. We really appreciate uh, the support. Uh, well, it's already past ten, almost ten minutes past. So I'm just gonna say adios. Gracias, Cesar. That says Tom. Tom, make sure you ice that eye. You know, stuff touched it, man. Oh, it's it's getting weird. Ice, uh, compact and elevate is what you do. <laughs> elevate the eye. Elevate the eye, Tom. Or elevate the eye. <laughs> Hasta la próxima, muchachos. Nos vemos el lunes.